episode 53, Aid Silas. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter and go to the Facebook group, like our page. Men, get inside that group, just request, and I'm sure we'll have you and welcome you on in there. Get to the podcast. We have, again, another completely original, unique uh, episode for you today. We're here with Adrian Silas, or Dr. M as he's known. And uh, he is the man behind Masquerade Events. He's a very colourful ca- character, as you'll probably see some of the photos we put out to go with this episode. Um, yeah, it's we're gonna it's just uh, we're gonna open a can of worms here tonight. So, firstly, uh, Aid, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely, Adam. Great. Let's go with it. Brilliant. So, um, I mean, I very brief introduction there from me. I'm gonna actually give it a little bit more then. Um, so. You have your masquerade events and Kazade Music, um, and it's a one-stop creative event management and film production company um, with you as the creative director, and it's from 1990 to 2014, 24-year coaster of fun and still going, and as we just talked about, you are, well, expect the unexpected. How would you like to add to your bio? Yeah, Dan? that's a nice intro, Adam. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. And by the way, first things first. 10,000 downloads today. Pretty cool. Well done. Yeah, cheers, man. Good time for ha- to have you on the show as well. Thank you. What do you get up to on a daily basis? Or I know there's probably going to be no one day the same, but what sort of things have you got up to? Well, you're absolutely right. You know, when I started this business back in 1990, I really had no idea where it was going to take us. The countdown to year 25 next year. And, and you know what? How do you measure your success? In what way? Financially, morally, ethically, longevity. So the way I look at it is that when I started Masquerade, and I started it from a back room with a fax machine, no money, no business manager, and just started organizing events. Yeah. And now it's kind of, you know, gargantuan. We've done events all over the world for all kinds of people, you know, big corporates, celebrities, charities, wild and wacky, kings and queens, lords and ladies. And <laughs> no two days are the same, which is why I say, expect the unexpected someone said to me once oh that's pretty cute but like what do you mean by that and i said well actually i plan for the unexpected in the event because then if something doesn't go right or changes or there's a shift you kind of you're up for it whereas the client may not be and you still have to hold it together you know in my (laughs) industry you're only as good as your you're only as good as your last event, Adam. It's completely, yeah, you've got to go out and produce every time because, yeah, everyone w- can talk about when they used to be good or <laughs> they had a great day back, back, back in time. <laughs> but like you say, it's all about current performance. And when you, someone like yourself comes to celebrities or a bigger corporate event with your reputation, with all the good events you've done, um, they're expecting. They're not going to be happy just to hear about your reputation. They want to see you produce. Exactly. A typical I- day, as you... I have my trainer come here. I've got a gym at home. We build a gym and I train every day for an hour with him. It keeps the mind agile. And after a good session, you know, you're ready for the day. I have an extraordinarily weird sleeping pattern. I tend to kind of break sleep around about anything between 
two, three in the morning and five, which is why I've, I'm usually composing messages, connecting with the world, and I'm connecting with you know followers, clients, people all over the globe, which is great because by the time most people are getting up, I've done a half day's work. Oh, I love that feeling. That I'm all about that. Yeah, getting up and just it's something very satisfying about. And again probably based on for me personally like I rate myself with me two years ago or me four years ago and the amount I get done by like nine o'clock nowadays is probably more than I used to do in a whole day I think you're absolutely right I mean I turned 53 this year I've got kids uh 21 20 and 19 that really keep me on my toes yeah they keep me the sharp end they challenge me now it's not just like yes dad no dad three bags full it's my kind of personal as I'm getting older and hopefully getting wiser, Adam, <laughs> hopefully, wisdom, I like the three L's, life, legacy, and longevity. You know, if I could put those three markers down for the future for myself, then, you know, that's worth talking about. Someone my age, the tendency were not to think so much of longevity and legacy, but I think that's huge because it's not just about doing something like you say for bragging rights now like what legacy are you going to leave behind and you only get legacies by doing good work and you know making a nice dent in the planet and you know for your children and things like that like, yeah carry on nice dent in the planet. I like the sound of that that sounds like Arnie punching fists into the earth <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be leave your mark but yeah let's punch a dent in it <laughs> well listen you love Arnie I love Arnie so listen don't worry about age Arnie movies like you know that's it. I grew up in the Arnie movie scenario, and in fact, uh, through my uh, amazingly widespread uh, and esoteric team of people, performers, actors, <laughs> stuntmen, musicians, I mean, Silvio Simak, who is uh, 14 times world taekwondo champion at 30, he's a professional stuntman actor, you know, he's worked with all the guys, oh. he's just done Hercules, who was in Expendables, you know. Uh, Sylvia was out, uh, I think, last year out in the States and, you know, met Arnie uh, oh. in an award ceremony. Arnie gave him his, his leather uh, flying jacket. Awesome. <laughs> you know, well, I, say, I wanna get, I'd, love a, I'd love to have a stuntman on because I just, I think stuntmen are awesome anyway. <laughs> and I just, it'd be really Absolutely. interesting to get well, into Well, I've, I've got two guys, you probably like, either Sylvia Stimak. I'm yep. sure you can look him up and see him on Facebook. Um, and he's done all the film work and, you know, he's very spiritual, very martial arts. And there's the original old boy at 82, Roy wow. Scammell, that is pacemaker, but he's still going. He was the original stuntman in all the Bond films. He drove the blue mini in the Italian oh, job. my God. Uh, he, the guy's amazing. You know, yeah, he, say, you talk about longevity the there. That is, that is yeah. some serious longevity. Oh, my goodness. I th I'd love to get both of them because I've just, I'd yeah. love to know the mentality of a stuntman. I mean, because it always appealed to me, and I just thought that was because I was slightly insane, but... I'd love to know what actual real professional stunt, stuntmen, what they've got to bring to the table. It'd be very interesting. Also, what these people bring to the event world, because people say, well, what do you think of a stuntman in an event? Well, you know, let's face it. If I'm going to come in and do my Russian hijack, which we've got famous for, we've come in on a corporate <laughs> night, hijack the party, lock down the doors, AK-47s and blanks and guns, handcuff people, you know, interrogate them, force <laughs> them. You need, you need a crew that's going to look realistic. You don't yeah. want like some guy who doesn't look the part you want the muscles you want the brawn you want it all that is brilliant oh that is so good again it's another little little delve into the unexpected world of your event planning it's brilliant um and i to get you on an event i think what we need to do is to get you 
to be part of the team and posse and the gang on an event and experience it. Oh my inside. God. Because that, I, that'd be so much fun. Absolutely love it. I can, <laughs> I can tell you love it. That'd be Make brilliant. Make a of interrogations on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Um, Hey, we we talked just before the interview about we're uh, you know this is the high flying world of Chigwell to Crawley tonight. Um, wh- what is your That's origin it. story? Where are you originally from, and sort of how did you get from wherever you originally came from to this just crazy world that is just fun? What ha- tell us the story? Look, you met me, so you know I'm kind of suited booted, you know, yep. educated, looking very swish, whatever. Yeah. Underneath all that, you know. I am of Anglo-Indian, Iraqi, Iranian, Jewish, Spanish and Portuguese background. Our family were mogul warriors and tinker tailors from the Russian pogroms and, and then like Spanish and Portuguese. So, you know, mixed up kids. So yeah, I, I remember hearing here, the mix. My parents, my, my parents on one side, on my dad's side, my late father's side, he was one of four brothers. My mum's side, she was one of 10 kids. And my mum's mum was one of 26 and three marriages. Mad. Yeah, absolutely. So I came here, educated here at public school, and you know was was quite a quite shy boy, believe it or not. Uh, I was a kind of a straight A student, scholar, hardworking. Then teenage years made me think, well, there's more to life. And then my rebellious years started in my early twenties, and and then the kind of pilgrimage of the creativity taking over, because my father wanted me a doctor, and you know I I just knew I wasn't really cut out for it, but I knew I was damn good at um, entertainment and and film and photos, and that's what I pursued. You know, 30 years of doing that now, so 25 years of Masquerade next year, and 30 years since I embarked on my film uh, and video production degree. Yeah, so, so I'm, no looking I'm, back, Adam. Yeah, I was, I'm interested in the, that little phase, like you said, that almost like the transition, so you, you were in sort of film and video production before the, your Masquerade events. What, what happened there? How did you get yep. into that? Well, I studied it at film college, went freelance yeah. for a while, then kind of found the freelance was difficult to maintain. You know, you had to be really committed to stay in the film industry. And I had aspirations of other things. So kind of that led me into the production side. And when I started Masquerade, I suddenly realized that I could put the film and video side by covering the live events and directing videos and doing promos together with the live events. And so I kind of created a fairly unique niche for Masquerade. There weren't many event companies at the time I started that could mix up the two and then have their creative director who would then be a character or direct a film or, or whatever. So yeah. that was the niche. That was the USP. I know you have in your uh, bio for the show, you know, you like to have the USP, yeah. uh, the, the starting story, you know. Yeah. When was, was there kind of an awakening type moment or phase or what, when did you first land that big client or event that really sort of propelled you to a, a new level? Well, what, what happened was, was actually uh, a very interesting story. You know, started the business in 90, got married in 90, um, got separated in 98, which is, you know, pretty tough thing with three young kids. Yeah. Didn't let it hold me back. Threw myself into my work to keep my mind and body going. Just kind of threw myself into work to get me through those difficult couple of years. And then basically, in those couple of years of throwing myself into my work and being very single-minded about it, I landed some of the biggest contracts I was ever to land. I landed the Motorola contract, the BT contract. And I remember at that time having an office uh, above an estate agent in Wanted, E11, and lovely old <laughs> Wanted in uh, London. And, you know, a pitch came in for a job for Motorola, and they wanted a three-way pitch, three companies to pitch to get their sales kickoff. 
you know, the budget was 50 grand, which in those days was a good budget. Yeah. And the brief was to meet their marketing guy in a hotel off um, the motorway in Reading, three people at three different times. And what he very carefully did is he sat in that meeting in reception in that hotel, but he did not tell reception where he wanted to be. So he said to them, don't tell these guys and girls when they come to the appointments who I am or where I am. <laughs> Two companies came, looked around, couldn't find him, didn't have a number, left. I walked in, realized immediately, intuitively that, you know, hang on, there's, there's something going on here. Yeah. Looked around, walked around, looked for a guy who had something to do with Motorola, found a guy with a Motorola folder kind of hidden there. And I said, are you Mark? He said, yeah. I sat down and he said, no, you can have the job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He just he just wanted to. And I remember leave. doing the, the yeah, just get rid of the muppets stuff for them uh, in Malta, a sales conference, which is pretty crazy. I took all my wild wacky entertainers um, from the UK. I'll never forget the hotel in Malta. It was about two o'clock in the morning on the last night. An American guy from the company ordered seven hundred and fifty pound of uh, shots which took us through to the early hours. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and security ran in from the hotel to me in the bar and said, Mr. Silas, Mr. Silas, quick, come out quickly. There's people sword fighting in the car park. And I'd taken these many of the sword fighters with me. And I went out and I said, yeah. And they said, you've got to stop it. I said, see that guy there? He's the general manager of Motorola. <laughs> He's fighting, so they're having fun. You know. This is, that is awesome. Yeah, Ada. I can't see why I'd like an event like that. That sounds so good. <laughs> well, you, you'll be part of the 25th anniversary. I mean, you'll have a VIP invitation to come. If you want a podcast and go live on the event, you'll be very welcome. Oh, I think that would be a brilliant be idea. You know, just remember, you'll be brushing shoulders with, you know, actors, performers, stuntmen, beautiful girls, dancers, singers, and dwarves. <laughs> I haven't had a dwarf on. That, that is what my show is missing. Yeah, the little guys are the best part of the team. They can... They can do what no one else can do. Have you seen the film uh, The Wolf of Wall Street? I haven't seen it yet. I want to catch it soon. I was going to say, because be it just sprung to mind. This might sound weird then. Have you ever done like midget throwing against the target? Get them in a Velcro suit and throw them <laughs> against the target? I, ha I haven't thrown them, but I've had them throw a few things around. <laughs> okay. Well, if you see Wolf of Wall Street, you see what I mean. That, yeah, he throws midget at a, a target. That, that, that could be in an event, I think. That looks fun. I know you said you don't want to brag, but I mean, I just, just had a quick flick and I saw you did um, was it things like Jonathan Ross's um, kids party recently and things like that. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing that for nine years and that, that's that brilliant. all started from a bond of trust. I mean, uh, and again, so for obviously all the people who aren't from England, Jonathan Ross, he, he does a really, a really good chat show interviewing people and a uh, funny guy. I'd say comedy alpha. I'd have to get him, in, him on sometime. He's kept us on our toes. He's as I creative bet. as they come and very challenging, you know. He looks eccentric. He seems eccentric as well. I mean, you can, you can only get so much from him on TV, but he does seem a little bit eccentric as well. <laughs> well, talking to eccentric, I mean, I've always classed myself as being eccentric and you know, enjoyed that. And then this year in June, sorry, two weeks before I met you uh, at the district, I got awarded the Just Too Eccentric of the UK 2014. So I've now officially <laughs> got... On, on my desk, sitting next to me, my Just to Eccentric Club award, stamped by the Eccentric Club, whose <laughs> patron is Prince Philip. Um, there that you go. is awesome. Go, going way over 150 years, and I, I've been awarded a Just 
150 years. Man, that is one of them yeah. things only in England. That is crazy. That is awesome, though. I love that. That's How cool. would you like to come and as my guest to one of the eccentric club of the UK's meetings as my guest? And come and be part of that—a drink, sitting, or dinner. Love that. That would—I mean, I think that's probably one of the most guaranteed you ever are to not have a boring night going to an eccentric club. <laughs> no, the eccentricity is a beautifully British uh, tendency. For those <laughs> listeners abroad, eccentric. Well, I suppose um, uh, from America or from the Far East or Japan, etc., you would look at us English people as being a bit eccentric. But yeah eccentricity is good definitely okay um aid what would you say is one of your biggest mistakes you've ever made along the way like you must have like you say things going wrong in events and you've always managed to kind of sort of turn it around and adapt but there must have been one time whether it's an event or not where something just really went um pear-shaped <laughs> it was in the park lane hilton ballroom for the sos charity ball in 1995, Bob Monkhouse was MCing. It was Patty Boulay, <laughs> a whole host of comedy greats. I was running the entertainment. There was a, a Michael Jackson Madonna tribute dance act with all the sound acts and everything going on. The master ceremonies, you know, announced it, <laughs> and the lights and the power went oh. in the middle of the act, <laughs> faded and died. And as if that wasn't bad enough, the the MC. Master Ceremonies called out loud over the channel in front of 450 people is Adrian from Masquerade here. Oh. And I just I wanted to melt and look at this one. I'll tell you what happened. It was, <laughs> I was my, my baker said, Patty Boulay got up and sung a cappella while they fixed the sound. So she just got up, very glamorous, very gorgeous, and she sung a cappella to cover my moment. And I looked at her later with that look saying, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, like you say, all part of the plan, yeah. mate. All part of the plan. Really loud smoking jacket that I had made on my honeymoon in Bangkok. It was like gold and black smoking jacket. It looked like a drug dealer from a good fellas <laughs> film. It's like, you couldn't miss me. Yeah, you, you can't hide then. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is quality. You know, at the time, it was an awful few moments. But I kind of went away that night, went home and thought, well, you know what? Um... We got through that, and I, I've taken that forward over the years, and I've never let disaster hold me back. You know, there's a problem, you tackle it, you sort it on the yeah. ground, you fix it, you roll your sleeves up, and you get your hands dirty with your team. When, I, when stuff like, because it will go wrong, no matter how good or professional or ex expert you think you are, stuff just goes wrong. And I look at that as an opportunity to show the people like what you're made of. Anyone can like handle things when everything's going smoothly, yep, well done, yep, it's brilliant. But that's when the chips are down and things are going wrong. That's when like people like yourself will step up and that's when you'll show why you're so good at what you do and why people like get you in basically. Well, I think that's an alpha tendency. It yep. is the way you're made. It develops. And you know, if you, if you use your alpha tendency, it's not something to boast about or brag about. It's something that you should turn around and say to yourself, this is what I'm made of. This is what makes me stand out a bit. Hell yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, w along this journey, I want to ask you our Yoda question. Like, who helped awaken yep. your alpha? Who, like, gave you the confidence to, like, step away from, like, going in the path of becoming a doctor and then, again, stepping away from working for someone in a sort of 
basically is the TV and production and things like that to actually setting up your own business and putting your balls on the line. You know, I didn't actually have someone like that for me. That is, that is one of my, not regrets, it's just, you know, it's one of the, I didn't have a kind of a mentor or person that did it because I was pretty much fighting it alone. That's quite rare. Was, was there someone who inspired you? Like when you was growing up? Yeah, well, I, I actually think, ironically, and this, this will sound odd, but understand it in the context. My father was a very empowering, important figure, you know, classic Jewish Middle Eastern origin, strong, powerful guy, only a short guy, but powerful, bold. He was a doctor. Yep. You know, I kind of looked up to him. Of course, we would, you know, come head to head on things because both alpha males in terms of how I look. But when he realized I was happy stepping down from being a doctor and he realized I was good at what I did, he then said to me, continue doing it. And there were a couple of times in my career, understandably, when, you know, I thought, Maybe chuck in the towel. You know, you, you think yeah. about it, you don't do everything. And it was him that stopped me doing it. He said, make sure you stick this one out, son, because you are leaving a legacy. And the legacy is about not what you do, but how you will make people feel and how you will help other people accomplish their dreams. And I've never forgotten that. That is brilliant. That is such good. That is a true Yoda answer, man. That is a really good sort of a bit of advice as well. Definitely. Well, yeah. The Yoda, because he was quite short anyway. I mean, I'm short too. I mean, you stood, you, you stood next to me. I am a little shorty, aren't I? I'm not going to be your partner. <laughs> no, we, we can hang out at the bar anytime. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm usually, yeah. I'm usually, when I'm hanging around, yeah, there's, I, I don't like hanging out with tall people. Well, I always forget also, <laughs> you're a great Schwarzenegger lover like me. And of course, you're a great <laughs> film lover like me. Schwarzenegger and DeVito and Twins. And I'm going to put you in contact with a couple of some of it. Silvio. Stunt man. If you look at Sylvia Simic on Facebook, yep. you see him kind of you know larger and larger. He and I used to do twins on an event. We turn up. Oh, twins. brilliant! Very funny. Very funny. I've got a pretty big event coming up. I've got a, my annual summer end of summer barbecue in September. That you're more than welcome to come. For anyone planning a little event or an event, what are the key some key things do you think that help it run smoothly and just make it a good event? Okay, my base kind of you know idiot-proof box of tricks for anybody <laughs> to do good. events. You know, so be very, very organized. Um, funnily enough, my organizational pattern, this is a, uh, this will be a, a world exclusive. I, I perpetrated and I run the paper square theory of life. Adam. Okay. And what I do, you know those lovely paper squares? Yep. The pads you get, the sticky pads. I don't use those. I use the ones that are loose. I have about, a thousand I go through a week and every day a paper square pile goes on my desk and everything in my day, everything in my day that has relevancy on a timeline, a meeting, a call, an aid memoir goes on a piece of paper in the order of the day. So when Julie, my PA comes in over my double espresso in the morning for 15 minutes, the paper square bulk gets composed today. That could be 50, 60, 70, a hundred. <laughs> and then as I go through it, it goes in the bin. It goes in the bin. So be methodical. Point one, be very, very well planned and be very stringent and very articulate about how you do it. Two is think way outside the box. Because if someone says, what about that? Just think outside the box. You know, when you go and look at a room or a recce for an event, yeah. look at a black empty room. People say, well, what are you going to do? I say, I'm just visualizing this empty room and I'm now getting really excited. I can see the <laughs> light. I can see the you know, so be creative, think outside the box, and most of all, most importantly, be confident. Be confident in your abilities. That's the biggest shame for most people. 
They're not confident in what they do. Yeah. When you've got that puzzle in your hand, you know you're going to go out and do your stuff, don't you? You know yeah. you're going to bend it and go. And if you're not confident, you know you're not going to do it, basically, as well. <laughs> you can't attack. You can't go into things like that with defeat in mind, basically. No way. Or it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I love the one I listened to with the guy you went up against and you beat him. Oh, Andy, wait. <laughs> That was, like he said, it was it was purely, um, uh, yeah, just underestimating your opponent and just, you never can tell. Like you said, you've got to turn up on the day because he, on paper and on every other day up until that point, he had way better performances and was the better bolter. But like you, you, it's current performance. You've just got to bring it every time. Yeah, and actually something else I heard in one of the podcasts you did and I thought it was very relevant and I want to touch on it because you articulated it. True. A sportsman can't be doing this, that, and the other, and be tired, do this and that and the other. He can't focus on him because he's got to give it 110% and rest is important. Yep. And you know what? When I'm off, I am not a slow or a slob, but I like to chill and relax. And you will find me chilling and relaxing. It's not uncommon for me in the working day to take a cat nap on the sofa, chill out, put my feet up, and just, you know, spend an hour out of the day when I could be, you know, multitasking just to take that hour out. Because then I might be up at two in the morning and I might do something then. Yeah, exactly. You've got to rest, feed your mind. And you've got to have the confidence, like you say, to listen to your body. Like, yeah, you could stay there and try and bang your head against the brick wall, brick wall for a bit when you're feeling tired or just, you're just not getting anywhere. Or you could, like you say, take the rest, take the recovery and come back strong. This, we're just going to mix it up just for a little quick round, the yin-yang round and then the complete blank round. So just go with your gut on this and we'll just find out a little bit more about the eccentric man. Cool and see what makes you tick a bit. Beer or wine? Wine. Home cooked or dinner out? Mm, that's a 50-50, but you know, to go out is always good because you just can experience that. So yeah, given the choice, going out. Okay, San Francisco or New York? Now that's a toughie, can I do both? No. <laughs> Here we go, San Francisco, because I'm a chilled out guy. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm the same, I like that one. So I'll join you on the West Coast on the Hollywood red carpet in September. I'll see you there. Yes, come along, man. It's going to be fun. Right. Uh, sweet or savoury? Savoury. Tea or coffee? Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so in their heyday, and it's up to you whether you base this on musical skills or any other skills that are apparent, J-Lo or Madonna? Yep. J-Lo. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Boutte. Um <laughs> The Rock or Vin Diesel? Oh, no, that is a difficult one because yep. the Vin Diesel boy. I'm going to go with the Vin Diesel because Fast and Furious. He does, I mean, and he you resembles know, you more. He cool, resembles though. you more, Vin Diesel, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, we should have the same barber, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Oh, no, that is a difficult one too. But I tend to be more, even though I like Schwarzenegger, I'm going to go Stallone because the Stallone Rocky story about how he persisted and persisted oh, and did it, yeah. that's Stallone. Stallone is your alpha male the whole way. He went with it and he did it. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, just so inspirational. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, this is the complete blank around. And this is where you're going to fill in the blanks for me. If I was ever to visit Chigwell, I should... Visit the King William pub where the Towery lot live. Oh, really? <laughs> is that far from you? <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be in, in Towery land, the King oh, William. Nice and reams. Gel, gel, gel. Oh, my God. Oh, that can be traumatising. Is that close to you then? Absolutely down the road. When you come to Chigwell, I will take you there. 
<laughs> oh my goodness i think there's a there's a lot of people in that show probably the opposite of alpha <laughs> right <laughs> your, your best friend would describe you as completely mad <laughs> last time you were drunk was a long time ago actually can you remember that far back it must have been an interest yes i can yeah <laughs> we're talking six months a year probably over a year what? i know when to bail out these days um so you upset people by taking the lead and what is your favorite movie of all time and why the godfather because <laughs> that's what they call me they call doctor and oh. you know adam I'm, I'm gonna tell you as a godfather my advice to you is very simple you want to stay on top with downloads let me take care of the business for you i can put a few people out of business seven on countries let's make it 142 global you know <laughs> Man, as soon as you said Godfather, I was just like, that fits, that fits, spot on. <laughs> okay, well, we've made it to the alpha round now. So this is where you're going to give yep. us any tools, tips, and recommendations. And we start that off with um, a book that you'd like to recommend. It could either be a favorite one or one you've read recently. It's up to you. I am writing the story of my life as we talk. Ah. The book to read next, <laughs> when it comes out next, and I will, I will personally do a signed copy for you and let you read a preview copy so you know my life story before it hits, hits the streets. But that will be the one to read. But as far as books go... Do you have a working a title dream. for that one yet? Yes, it's called Expect the Unexpected, and you'll love this next bit, an aid memoir, A-I, inserted into the D-E. <laughs> Perfect. So, and my classic book, my yep. classic book is The Count of Monte Cristo because The Count of Monte Cristo inspired me as a kid. I loved it. I read it. I reread it. And look what I ended up doing. I ended up doing, you know, events which had that kind of theatrical nature, even masquerade in terms of the mask. The man behind the eye mask, The Count of Monte Cristo, Alexander Dumas. So there you go. Have you got, is there any high-tech yeah. resources that you use? I mean, I know you're sort of big into, I've seen some of the video work you do as well. So is there any sort of high-tech yeah. resources that you use on a daily basis or weekly? Well, I am a Mac and Mac and Mac man through, through and through. Oh, so I've got the current state-of-the-art. I've got the, 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 I've got two iMacs, one in the upstairs office, one in the downstairs. The downstairs one is a wafer-thin, new 27-inch, very ultra-thin one. Ooh. And the upstairs one is a custom handmade one which cost a fortune touch sensitive but i'm a mac man and everything is you know coordinated synced up etc because oh. it really does improve your efficiency it oh, really does what would you say is one of your personal sort of alpha habits now, as far as alpha goes for me personal grooming looking smart looking sharp being tidy is very important i'll take longer to get ready than a woman when i'm going out it's that's important no but and very want to have no hair no hair. <laughs> and the reason I say that is something my late father taught me years and years ago. When you walk into a meeting, when you walk into an office, when you speak to someone for the first time, they look at you, the way you dress, look at your shoes and your watch, and they will make those assumptions. No one's really mentioned that as a habit. And uh, I completely agree. I do end up taking, I'm like about a minute to get ready. I'm known for that. But I do, like you said, the end result's the important thing. It's what you look like, whether it takes you like, whether it takes you half an hour, five minutes, two minutes, whatever. But you, it is important to, you know, take a little bit of pride and be aware of the signals you're giving off 
all the time just by uh, how you absolutely yourself. elegance is an attitude Ooh, i like that you did look very elegant i thought you'd like that you did look very elegant some of your videos on the red carpet i've seen some of your videos on the red carpet scrubbing up very nicely sharp in a suit and you know what it makes us all feel good don't you feel oh, good when you dress up i love it it used to just be for you know funerals and weddings but now I, I do like to put it on now and then for some kind of events maybe a masquerade event definitely <laughs> absolutely well you're going to be there don't you worry you know you're going to be inundated in the hive of the masquerade team you'll be backstage and on stage with us and i think you'll love it and in fact i think it'll make a great podcast because you'll be there live in the hive of it oh, great. That'd be, that'd what be, a perfect yeah. opportunity yeah totally very interesting but I'm, I'm yeah that's what my thoughts were as well i've already to do a, a, some kind of live one from hollywood this year as well that'd be cool see how i can grab <laughs> absolutely um, we already touched upon like we've got some brilliant recommendations for and i'm sure you could recommend lots of people for who i should interview next so i've got your your stuntmen and i i think they're absolutely brilliant recommendations is there anyone else you think i should recommend uh, that i should interview next or soon yeah, I, I think the great thing about your show is I listened to about four or five today, so I didn't listen to all of them, but I had a nice little session of, of male and female. I think the beauty of your show is you don't know who's round the corner next, but no. looking at the cross-section, you've got you know a lot of kind of sports people, you've got yep. a lot of people in terms of spiritual waking, sales, etc. How about this? How about a performance person? So a person who's on stage or on screen, an actor uh, or a performer. You know, I, I'm I just wondering. I just interviewed my first actor last week, last Tuesday. But um, that's Excellent. an English guy, actually, who's uh, got a mo- couple of movies out in Hollywood. But I completely agree. It's, you've, you've hit a nail on the head there because I'm always looking at the mix. No problem. And when you do head out to the States, and I know you're going to head out to the States, the West Coast, Yep. Uh, later in the year. Um, I have uh, a couple of uncles based out in the States. One's a professor of psychology and runs a, a very successful theatre company. He's a writer, playwright. He's very good friends with Robin Williams. So he's based out in San Fran. There's two uncles out there. And I've got, you know, a lot of musical connections with really? people out on the West Coast. Robin Williams is, smooth jazz scene. That's awesome. I know Robin Williams is um, sort of based around the San Francisco area, isn't he? Because I think my, my sister-in-law bumped into him a few times. <laughs> and she lives yeah, up there. He's a, he's a personal friend of my uncle. So my nice. uncle, who's Sam Parry, the playwright and the theatre director. So you can see where the similarity comes yeah. from in the family. He's he's personal friends with uh, Robin Williams. So That's awesome. you know, well, both who knows? Both when of them, you're so. out there, you never know what might happen. Hey, completely open to it. What's the best way anyone can get in touch with you? Okay. My uh, email and my mobile are always open for business and open to people 24-7. You know, I'm one of these guys that keeps my phone on 24-7. Uh, so that's cool. So people can email me, Adam, at aid, A-D-E, at sign, Masquerade UK. Drop me a text or on the mobile, as you know, 07747868050. That's a British mobile. Listen, it's been such good fun. And once again, congratulations. I actually feel honoured that today, recording day, is 10,000 downloads. Ah, that's brilliant. No, I'm, I'm so happy to get you on. And um, as I say, when I did meet you, I was literally half going out the door because like, I, was, I was ready to go. And I just, I just sort of caught, caught a glimpse of you and caught your eye down there. And I just, I just sort of, like you say, how it tends to happen in certain situations, I was just drawn to you and come over and said hello. So I'm very glad I did. Expect the unexpected. There you go, expect the unexpected I was not expecting this. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. 
It'll help get him off my back. As part of us passing our 50th episode on Awaken Your Alpha and pushing on hard to 100 episodes, a closed Facebook group, The Alpha Way. Look onto, go onto Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, like the page, and you have all the links on there. But man, we've got a little private group in there. All the updates and exclusive videos. And as part of that, you will now be able to post your questions to the upcoming Alpha interviews. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.